0: Alright guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of 100 Books A Year. My name is Kevin. Um, Today I want to start a new book, probably spend one episode on. Um, It's called 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Um, A little background on Dan, um, he is known in the uh, meditation circles. Um, He created an app called 10% Happier uh, and then he wrote, uh, wrote a book about it. Where is guided meditation? And um, I never really used this app before because I'm with uh, Sam Harris' app, <laughs> Waking Up. Um, so this book is kind of like half memoir, half uh, meditation, uh, kind of like a guide. Um, so Dan Harris was, I think he still is, uh, ABC anchor. Uh, work with ABC, and um, he had a panic attack on the TV uh, in front of five million people watching the morning news, and you know he was using drugs and whatnot, and then it kind of began his downward a spiral on this particular path, and he sort of stumbled upon this idea of meditation, and this is his first encounter with meditation, like what he thinks about it, like what kind of books that he read. He actually joined a silent meditation retreat and he he sat with uh, Joseph Goldstein, which is probably the most well-known meditation teacher right now in the US and um, just encountered this whole entire experience with him. And I have been reading a lot of books on this, right? Um, same uh, Same thing with... You know, uh, Buddhism or a spirituality, right? Or I'm really, really interested in how people get started on the path of meditation, right? Um, For me, it really got uh, started for me when I... Trying to detach myself from my everyday life. In a sense, I want to get more control for my mind and then... um, that's when I started the practice about a year, probably almost two years ago now, um, and there there are different books, right? Like Waking Up by Sam Harris, and um, uh, there's no, another book called uh, One Blade of Grass uh, by uh, a British meditation tea teacher as well. So I read this book, and I think his journey is just really interesting. And I listen to the podcast, 10% Happier from Time to Time. And I want to kind of pick a couple things from the book that I I think are really interesting and I want to share with you guys. Um, So first of all, um, Tara Brock, uh, if you're in the US, um, just uh, Google her name, T-A-R-A-B-R-A-C-H. She is a pretty well-known meditation teacher as well. She has this idea or this process called rain. It's a raining, like the you know, like the weather. Uh, R um, A I N is a sense for recognize, uh, allow, investigate, and non identification. And I think this is probably the cleanest um, kind of a like go go to guide for uh, meditation or how could we bridge the meditational value into our everyday life. If you run this through everything, your thoughts, your feelings, your decisions, the people that you meet, then you're going to be 10% happier. I think this kind of directly attached to the title in a way. So recognize, right? Very, very easy. Um, Acknowledge my feelings, right? And acknowledge the actuality and admit it, right? Like this happened, right? Um, Really not the hide behind it, accept it. That's the first step. Secondly, allow, right? Meaning meaning really leans into it. You know, quote unquote, let go or let it be, just let it deserve, like let it behave, right? Just allow it. Why not? Um a quick example. This is probably not not the best example, but that just popped up pop into my mind. Um I've been having my dog for the last, I don't know, like 10 months now, um, eight months. And every time I take him to the dog park, w- which is twice a week, I've seen people's reaction to their own dog is actually really interesting, right? The dogs are just, are just want to do the dog things in the dog park, right? Running around, uh, playing ball with others, um, you know, hump others or, uh, or, uh, others will hump them. Um, that's just a dog thing to do. And then you see like the most vocal dog owners, is actually really interesting. Um, the most vocal dog owners, their dogs are the one that behave the least optimal. Um, they're the dogs that that just cannot contain their excitement. Their, their dogs are probably the troublemaker, because they need that release, right? Because if you don't allow it, I guess they probably are not going to allow themselves to feel a certain way when they're in their real life, like in their own life, right? So just by how somebody behave or like, uh, around their dog is really interesting in seeing what they will do in their normal life. Anyway, that's like a sidetrack example. Uh, number three, I, right? Investigate. Just be practical, right? It's, it's, it's really nothing more more beyond that, right? How is it going to affect me or my body, right? If I have this feeling, is it going to affect me? Or what's it going uh, to do? If it's possible, I probably want to pull that in to me closer. If it's negative, I want to uh, kind of repel that away from me, right? The last one I think is the biggie is non Identification, right? So the thought is, even though I feel, you know, feel feel in the blank, right? Angry, jealous, uh, mad, uh, happy. It does not render me permanently feel in the blank, blank right? Angry, uh, jealous. So that, that even though I feel that way, that doesn't mean that I am an angry person. It's just passing of the mind, right? That too shall pass. And I think if people can recognize this, can actually um, run this through everyday life, right? Like recognize it, allows it, what's the impact, and then just let it go. And then we should be all like at least 10% happier, right? That's that's a a shtick. like every time we talk about this particular thing then, you know, with meditation, I always more inclined to share what does this author talks about meditation or what does it mean for us? What does it quote unquote like what does it like how can somebody paint this picture better? How can somebody explain this better? Right? So according to Dan Harris, Mindfulness. It means create a space in your head so that you can respond or react. I think in this particular case, it's respond then react. Because reaction, if you really think about it, it's mindless. It's not in our control. It's like somebody like you know like I trying to hit you in the face and you dock, like That's react. But what we want to do is we want to respond. We want to be mindful, we all want to be conscious about things that go into our head, the the like the decision that we make, right? And then also argues that in a Buddhist view, you cannot control what comes up in your head. Um I actually just listening to this uh Sam Harris podcast this morning when I was walking my dog. Um it's freezing outside. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so um This idea of your thoughts are being controlled are ludicrous in the Buddhist view, right? Because your thoughts arise out of a mysterious place or a void or mysterious nothingness, if you will. We spend a lot of time judging ourselves harshly for feelings we have and we really have no rules for summoning that feelings. So, in a sense, uh, we are trying to judge ourselves for the feelings that we have, but in the beginning, we shouldn't have. Right? Like a lot of times, um, you know, this idea like the like the, the Buddhist idea right like life is suffering and that's why I think I'm getting a better understanding of the you know the emptiness idea in in Buddhism is that you have to realize that everything is a is like in the past. Like everything is you feel like it passed. You feel that like you pass you feel that like you pass. You have no control. Absolutely no control. Then what is something that we are going for is the idea of emptiness, right? It's the, it's the idea of that fleeting thought that kind of goes round and round. And then what's, what are we being left with is nothingness. And so it's this, right? Life is suffering. Who is the cause of suffering? Uh, who is causing the suffer? Us. We are doing a self-inflating wound on ourselves because we tend to judge ourselves in that regard, right? So the only thing that we can control is how you should handle it, how you should handle this particular way of thought or way of feeling. So that was my kind of kind of two, two cents on it. But um, this is a very interesting book. And I think reading a book like this has impacts on kind of how you should think about med- uh, meditation and how how you want to start and i think if you're in the western country if you can ha- can have access to this book if you're at least a little bit more interested in living a good mental life and you know have a mental balance uh search out for a couple of books like this where like the author really take you on the journey of how he discovered this and what kind of books that he's read, which teacher that he likes, which teacher that he he that he doesn't like, and really um what kind of um journey that he had and you know, his in, his encounter and his thought uh process when he was meditating at a retreat, and all that stuff. All right, guys, Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, We have a good day. Bye.